What is up, everybody? This is the Wild Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Heskett, and this is episode 58. Today, we have another Unapologetic Friday. It's going to be a little bit different, but I think if you've been a long-time listener, you've realized I just go with the flow with things, so all the episodes are a little bit different. Anyways, uh, like all other ones, I'm going to set timer. It's unfiltered, unedited, and I just literally record this with some notes in front of me and press the... Uh, review button and that's it. So uh, there's going to be cursing if you're in the car with kids. Maybe you want to listen to the Monday episode. But with that being said, we're going to roll right into things of how you build an effective program for results. For We're going to talk both um, a little bit, mostly about fat loss, since that's most of you who are listening. But if you're interested in performance or if you're interested in building muscle, the same things can apply to you. And I'll throw those notes in there a little bit. Uh, we'll be real brief because we have that timer going. So let's get going. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about how you build a diet and a workout program that is effective for you. So if you're wondering how uh, Coach Lauren and I build programs for clients, here we go. Um, so we want to figure out the diet aspect first. So we can work out as hard as we want for fat loss, but if the diet's not in place, guess what? You get zero results. You get nothing. So we need to figure out the diet. The diet is the most important part. You can lose body fat without fucking exercising. It's more difficult. It's slower, but you can do it. So diet is key. Working out is still important, but if you have to pick one, we're going to pick the diet. So we're going to start there. First thing, we need to figure out how much energy you need to eat to lose weight or how many calories you need to lose weight. The reason I said energy first was that's what we're calculating. We're calculating what we need to fuel the fire in you. And we want to find a balance between losing body fat and not feeling like absolute garbage all the time. So... If we cut too much with too many calories out, you're like, oh, that'll make my weight loss faster. No, it fucking won't. It will make you miserable. It will, um, your body will subconsciously, your brain subconsciously will fight you here and it will slow you down. You will become more sedentary. You'll be less motivated. You'll push yourself less in the gym. So we want to find that balance where we can get effective, fast results that are sustainable but also be able to recover from workouts, enjoy life. And so what we want to do is use a BMR calculator. Like one, you can go onto calculator.net, type in calculator.net slash BMR calculator. Um, I believe that's it. But that's the one I'll use a bunch. And it will pop out your information. You just plug in your height, your weight, your age, your sex. You plug that in. It's going to spit out a number out here. That is your basal metabolic rate. So don't use that number. That is the amount of calories you will burn estimated if you just laid in bed all day. All right. So that's a great starting point. Then we're going to want to look at your activity level. So we can't use the basal metabolic rate because that's going to be extremely low. We can't cut from that. Uh, so we want, since you're not laying in bed all day, most of you, pretty much all of you listening, maybe one of you um, is doing that, but. For most of us, we have jobs, even if it's their sedentary desk jobs, just like getting up and moving around, you will burn more calories than that number. So that's going to be your activity level. So is it sedentary 
Are you working out one to three times per week? Are you getting 10,000 steps in per day? It's kind of a guesstimate. And this is what we call with our clients our starting diet. It's the starting point. This is going to get you set up. This is not where your calories are going to stay forever. They will change. If you're not getting results after 14 days, you might need less calories. If your biofeedback, your hunger, your energy levels, your stress management, all those things are skyrocketing, you might need more calories. So this is your starting point. Keep that in mind. So you're going to figure that out. Look at your activity level. Figure that number out. Okay, great. Now you're going to subtract three to 500 calories from that number based off the activity level. So example, if it's 2000 calories, that is what it is, then you're going to subtract three to 500 calories from 2000. And that's going to be 1500 to 1700 calories will be the range. You pick what you feel most comfortable with. Now, ideally we're going to lose, like eat the most calories possible to lose weight. However, Sometimes 300 is a little slow, so you might want to go with that 500 number. There's no right or wrong answer here because it's just your starting diet. And if it's like way too low, you can always increase calories. All right, so that's how you set calories. Next, we're going to go and figure out your protein. One gram per pound of your goal body weight, your goal, like ultimate goal weight. So for a lot of women, uh, protein goal is going to be anywhere between 120 to 150 is what we find a lot of women. Now, you might be higher, you might be lower. And then for men, a lot of times 150 to 200. Somewhere in that range, generally speaking. Um, if you fall out of it, you can always send me a message and I'll help you figure it out. But within that range, generally. Um, fat, we're going to set at about 30% of your calories. So how you figure this out is... Um, Say it's at 1,500 calories, you're going to times that by 0.3, divide that by 9, nine, gram, 9 calories per gram of fat, that will figure out how many grams of fat. Now, it can be higher. We can go 40% fat. We can go a little bit lower. Uh, but that is, uh, I like to have that a little bit higher than what some coaches do because a lot of people like to overeat on fat because fat's fucking delicious. Um, a lot of foods we crave tend to be fatty foods. They're sugary with fat, like cookies, cakes, donuts, and there's their salty, savory with fat, like steaks or their cheese, fat, fat. So I like to be a little bit higher to give you that room to include those foods in your diet within reason. Uh, so this is going to be, again, within a lot of times 30 to 40% of your calories. We can change it in the future, but we need to get numbers down on paper so you can kind of figure things out. Then we're going to look at carbs. Carbs are going to be whatever the remaining calories are. So take protein, multiply that by four, whatever your thing is. So if it's 150 uh, grams of protein per day, you're going to multiply that by four, and that's going to give you 600 calories. Our, our fat um, is going to be, uh, let's say, 1,500 calories. And what did I say? 0.3? Yeah. Divide that by nine. So 50 grams of fat. So we have 50 grams of fat and... Um, 400 calories of protein, so that's 850 minus 1500. I think I did the math right there. So that leaves us 650 calories left for carbs. Divide that by four. 162 grams of carbs is what this person will be eating per day. So that's that's the breakdown. If that sounds like a lot, that's just how the math works out. If you can't eat that many carbs, bump up the fat. That's how it works. You get those numbers down on paper, you figure it out. And this is where people run into trouble like, I can't eat that much 
fat. I can't eat that many carbs. It's like, but where are the calories coming from? And I'll have this conversation with people in DMs. It's like, okay, here, here's kind of what I would suggest for all your macros. And they're like, wait, what? That's a lot of carbs. Well, we can bump up the fat. I don't know if I can do that much fat. Well, the, you need the calories. So where are they coming from? We can't go any higher with protein. You could, but you're not going to feel great. And it's not going to necessarily benefit you. We need the energy. All right. So that's the nitty gritty of how to figure that out. If you need guides and stuff on that, send me a message and I will be glad to help you figure out all the protein and everything else, like the protein food sources. All right. From there, we're going to build a workout program super quick. So for most people, we're going to want to go with two to three days a week of resistance training. You can go to four, but we want two to three days of resistance training for the most part. So something like a push, uh, push, pull, lower kind of setup or just total body setup. It's up to you how you want to break it down. For most people, I set them up with total body. All right, two to three days of resistance training. How do you build out a effective resistance training protocol? So simple. We're going to use movement patterns and figure things out that way. So we want to do a horizontal push and a horizontal pull. So horizontal push, think about pushing anything away from your chest, bench press, push-ups, things like that. Um, it can be incline, it can be machines, it can be dumbbells, barbells, it's up to you, but you're going to push things away from you. And then we're going to do the opposite motion and pull things towards your chest, horizontal pull, rows, can be dumbbell, barbell, cable, band, doesn't matter. You're going to do that. And they're going to be uh, anywhere two to four sets, eight to 12 reps is where most people should start. That's that part of upper body. Then we have vertical. So pushing things and pulling things overhead. So think for pushing shoulder press, basically that's it. Um, but you have the different variations, dumbbell, barbell, single arm, single arm. If you have shoulder issues is better or landmine half kneeling, full kneeling. Um, then when it comes to the lower body, we're going to have like pull-ups, lat pull down. Those are going to be your vertical pulling. And you have, again, the variations there of single arm, et cetera. So that's going to be your upper body. That's the basic movements. There's four movements for you. You do those, split it up. You don't have to necessarily do them every day, but you're going to hit each of those at least twice a week. With lower body, you have knee dominant movements and you have hip dominant movements. Knee dominant are going to be squats, lunges, step ups. Think most quad exercises. Then we're going to have hip dominant movements. These are going to be your Hamstring and glute exercises, deadlifts, RDLs, glute bridges, hip thrust. And then you can kind of include leg curls in there, though. It's an isolation movement. Um, but most people need a little extra hamstring. So we're going to do, again, two to four exercises of eight to 12 reps there. There's your lower body. And then in addition to that, you want to make sure you get some single leg work in there, too. So don't do squats every single day or leg press or hack squat. like do some lunges or do step ups, like break it up, especially for the quote unquote functional fitness that most of you listening are interested in. Then we're going to throw in one to two core movements, one to two, not 57 and reps should be eight to 15. 
not a thousand. So true core training, the, everyone says like the core is different. It's not that different than the rest of your muscles. You should not be doing thousands of pounds, thousands of reps, and you should get, have recovery time. So when it comes to core training, hit it hard, three, two to four sets, eight to 12, six to 12 reps or six to 15. What did I say? Anyways, six to 15 actually works for some core exercise, like ab rollouts, do those movements. And then there's a thousand different variations of core movements. We have, um, anti-extension, anti-flexion, flexion, extension. We have, um, all these other types of movements. There's a lot. Most people just do like crunches, like do planks, do things like pale off press, do things like ro rotational movements, like wood chops. Um, there's so many different core movements. Those are going to be way better for you than doing more crunches and will actually train your core. So hit the core hard. You don't need to do a lot. It shouldn't be like 20 minute core finisher. Like those are bullshit. Don't do those. Just, just don't. They're a waste of time. You're not going to get the results you want. Yes, I know it burns. It might feel good. It feels like you're working it. Who the fucking cares if it's not getting you results? Like, you're in there. You want you want the stronger core, right? Like, that's the whole reason for doing it. Do the thing that will actually get you that, which is actually doing less. And then the last one we're going to do is some sort of carry. Now, this isn't always available depending on the gym, but if you can... A weighted carry, like farmer carries, suitcase carry, goblet carries, overhead carries are fantastic. They're a full body movement that strengthens everything and they are great. Now, if you can't do a carry, it's not quite the one-to-one -one substitution, but something like Turkish get-ups can work. But again, you kind of have to have the gym space to do it. Not everybody does. Um, but carries are fantastic if you can fit them in. And if you can't necessarily move around what I do at home is marches where you kind of lift your legs up higher. Again, if you're training for like backpacking, hunting in the backcountry or anything, the marches can be really helpful because you have to pick up those legs so high that you're training those hip flexors. So great movement, very underrated. And it's a full body movement, especially something, if you want true core training, suitcase carries, single arm overhead carries or waiter carries, they will absolutely annihilate your core. And the more advanced ones like crosswalk carries where you have one overhead and one next to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically overhead suitcase carry in one. Yeah. It's intense. So that's how you build out your resistance training program um, to figure out when you need to go up and wait. I like the 8-12-8 method with most people it is not the perfect method. It's not. But 8-12-8, we're going to start finding what you can do for eight reps. Stick with that weight till you can do it for 12 reps. When you can do it for 12 reps, you increase the weight, find something you can do for eight reps again, and repeat that process. And you can repeat it forever. You can do it with the six to, six to 10 method. You can do 10 to 15 method. However, for m what most people are looking for, where it's like build some strength, build some muscle, not beat up the joint with too heavy of weights, that eight to 12 range seems to be that kind of like sweet spot. Six to 10 can also work. 10 to 15 can get really boring and can take a really long time and you don't necessarily get the strength benefits as much. So there's variation, but 8-12-8 is a great place to start. Um, then when it comes to cardio, so two to three days of where is where most people need to be for resisting two to three days of some sort of cardio or just walking, just like, you know, go for a walk, get steps in. But if you can turn into a cardio, 
Um, so two to three days, zone two cardio, get that in. I know it's kind of boring, but turn your walks into cardio, add a weight vest, go for a faster walk, do some other stuff, go for hikes with a um, heart rate monitor. There's the timer. We're almost done here. Now I'll go over how to, um, add muscle mass and performance goals in, in a second, right at the end here. But so, uh, we're going to. Get some cardio in. This is going to help with your recovery from those workouts. They are, yes, they burn body fat and calories, but the the whole purpose is allowing your body to actually use oxygen efficiently, so that in our day to day lives we can like not get out of breath and we can recover better from our resistance training workouts, where those results we really want are at. And then one day for most people, one day of hit workouts. That's it. You don't need more than that. You don't. And HIIT workouts, a true HIIT workout, shouldn't be longer than 15 minutes. That's that's HIIT workout. Like, HIIT workouts, get in, hit it really fucking hard. Get out. Hour-long HIIT workouts in the gym are not a thing. The intensity is not there. Yes, you're leaving sweating. It is not. A, it is just some interval training. It is not actual true HIIT. It is not. Hit training should be with recovery. So the like you'll see like, oh, we're doing hit and it's like 60 seconds on, 10 seconds off. That's not no, that's bullshit. Actual hit training should be like 10 seconds on, 20 seconds off. It should be at least a one-to-one ratio of work to recovery. That means 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. But one to two to one to three tends to work better. 15 seconds on, 45 off. 15 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Something like that. 30 seconds on, 90 seconds off. But during the 30 seconds, like 90 seconds is a long time. Yeah, it's recovery. Because during those 30 seconds, it is as intense as you can push it. Most people aren't willing to do it. Most people aren't. And you can't do it for an hour. You are not recovering enough to keep up the intensity. By the intensity, I mean the you're, you are performing at 90% of your max capacity for those 30 seconds. Not all out. We don't want to do that because that can set us up for injury. But you are performing so intense that you can almost not continue after the 30 seconds. You need that rest. And then you're going to repeat that like nine more times. Like You're going to do that like you know, again. Nine more times, you're like, holy shit. Like, I don't know. Like, you can't do it for an hour. You just can't. So, but you can't build a business model off of 15 minute workouts necessarily. So, yeah, people want the hour, whatever, the arbitrary hour. If you can get the work done in less time, do it. So, let's talk real quick. Let's go to building muscle. Instead, we're going to figure out our BMR and activity level. Instead of subtracting three to 500 calories, we are going to add. So we're going back to, you know, the diet. We're going to add those calories into our diet. Add them. Add on top of everything. So if that was the 2000, that means 23 to 2500 calories. That's the only difference. Training, um, your ability to recover goes up. So you might be able to do three to four days of resistance training if your schedule allows it. So when you add more calories, 
you can recover from more so you can do more. You could, I would not necessarily recommend more HIIT workouts. That's going to take away from your ability to recover from those resistance training. The goal here is to build muscle, whether it's just to get the tone look or to get jacked like I was chasing for years. doesn't matter. The body is the same. If you're just looking for the tone look, you're just going to go for less time. So the regardless, so a lot of people think, I'm, I just want to get toned. There's no special way to like get toned. It's the same process of what a bodybuilder does. You're just going to go for less time. Instead of spending the next 10 years trying to like get as jacked as possible, you might spend like a year. And then you're like, okay, now I can just maintain. Like that's the difference. The way the body responds is the fucking same. So you don't need special workouts or special diet to tone. It's the same. You follow the body responds the same way to progressive overload and the diet and everything else. You do the same shit, but you're just going to go less. You're going to go until you get your result and then you maintain. Like, I'm happy with the way I look. Great. Now you can pull back. You can chase other goals versus someone who's trying to become bodybuilder. It's going to be like, I'm not done yet. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying to build as much muscle as possible. That was me. Um, if you were chasing performance goals, okay, now we might need to increase those hit workouts. Um, so we're still going to keep two to three days per week. The diet part, again, just like I said before, the we need to increase the calories, three to 500 calories. However, a lot of that increase will need to be carbs. With carbs and fat are important for building muscle, but when we're chasing specific performance goals, generally we are looking at things that are activities that are burning carbohydrates. Fats are just too slow of burning. So we're going to need more carbs, which is fine. And we're probably going to need two days of HIIT workouts, or we're going to have specific workouts for those activities uh, you are chasing. So um, it's just a two to three days of resistance training. We're not bumping up to four because it's going to take away from our ability to recover for the actual training we want to do, whether it's running, whether it's some other activity, or if it's just general, I just want to improve my overall endurance. Well, we're going to maybe do two days of HIIT workout with cardio after those hit workouts. But again, there's still going to be like 15 minutes and then you're just going to add additional cardio on the back end of that. You are going to need more calories to actually build up capacity there. So with that being said, that is it today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We are looking for some clients to take on for July. So as this is coming out, we have one spot left for June. And we are going to have a few spots open for July. However, we do have a challenge going. So make sure that if you are interested, uh, click the link down below, fill out that application because we're going to fill up super quick because my daughter, Victoria, is going to be born very shortly here and uh, we're going to go on a hiatus. So episodes are still going to come out uh, in June and July here. However, uh, end of June, early July, she is due. So... I might disappear. Well, I will be disappearing for a few days in the world or a week. I haven't decided yet, but um, I'm going to obviously be spending time with family during that time. We're not going to take on any clients at that time. So if you want to make sure you get in, now's the time. Anyways, also leave a five-star review and actually write a review as it helps people find the show. Check out the show notes for any information and send me a message if you need any additional help with this stuff.